Hello and welcome to the Antitrust episode in our Brexit podcast series. My name is Dominic Long and I'm a partner in Allen & Overy's Global Antitrust Group. I'm joined today by Louise Tolley, a counsel also in our Global Antitrust Group. Over the next few minutes, we're going to give you an overview of what a hard Brexit means for antitrust rules and enforcement, and how this is likely to impact business. We'll look at merger control, cartels and other anti-competitive agreements, and state aid. But before we get into the details, Louise, what are your thoughts more generally on whether a hard Brexit will impact antitrust policy in the UK? Do you think we'll see a big shift? It's a very interesting question. At the moment, the UK antitrust regime very closely mirrors the EU system. And so far, the government has been pretty clear that in the event of a hard Brexit, it isn't planning to change this. It only intends to amend the UK rules in order to make the UK's exit from the EU make sense. So things like making changes to the legislation to remove references to the European Commission and to European law, for example. So certainly in the short term, after a hard Brexit, I don't think we will see any big shift in direction. But, as there will be no agreement with the EU on any future harmonisation between EU and UK antitrust regimes, the UK would have the freedom to make changes if it wishes. We've actually already had hints from the UK Competition and Markets Authority, the CMA, that they may consider amending aspects of the merger control regime at some point down the line. We certainly have some interesting times ahead. So, looking at merger control, it's worth pointing out, first of all, that the UK already has a very well-established merger control regime as does the EU. At the moment, the CMA can review a deal for its impact on competition in the UK if the UK merger thresholds are met. But where a transaction falls within the scope of the EU merger control regime, the CMA generally loses its ability to look at that transaction. This is what we call the one-stop-shop principle. After a hard Brexit, the one-stop-shop principle would fall away, and the EU merger rules would no longer apply in the UK. Merging parties whose deals meet the thresholds under both EU and UK rules would therefore be subject to both regimes. This means that a transaction could be looked at by both the European Commission and the CMA. For merging parties, having to consider an additional merger filing will likely increase administrative burden. It may also give rise to greater uncertainty. There will be another review process to take into account, and there's always the potential for the CMA and the Commission to reach different outcomes. Having said all this, any firms who have been involved in cross-border deals will be well used to dealing with multiple merger control regimes at the same time. The UK will, in effect, be just another to throw into that mix. And overall, it will presumably be more UK merger filings? Yes, the CMA estimates that post-Brexit, it will receive between 30 and 50 extra filings each year. Compared with the 62 deals that the CMA reviewed in its last financial year, that's a big increase. The CMA is definitely going to need a lot more resource to manage their workload. And what will happen to transactions which are partway through a European Commission review on the 29th of March? Well, if it wants to, the CMA will be able to review the UK aspects of that kind of transaction alongside the Commission, provided the UK thresholds are met. If the EU, and indeed any other merge control reviews, are already quite a long way down the line, this could well lead to disruption in the deal timetable. Where that situation might arise, speaking to both authorities early on in the deal process will be extremely important. I completely agree. Turning now to cartels and other anti-competitive agreements, and I think there are three important things to highlight. First, following a hard Brexit, the EU rules prohibiting anti-competitive agreements and abuse of dominance would no longer apply in the UK. But the existing UK rules will remain intact. Like merger control, this means that post-Brexit, 
the CMA will be able to investigate a suspected infringement in parallel with the European Commission, something that is currently prevented from doing. Second, the UK government intends to adopt the current EU block exemptions into UK law. This is key, as it means post-Brexit, businesses can continue to rely on the exemptions from antitrust rules for certain types of agreements which meet set criteria. And third, claimants will not automatically be able to rely on post-Brexit European Commission decisions as evidence of an infringement in a private damages action. These decisions won't have the same binding effect as they currently do. Instead, claimants will need to prove the infringement from scratch, although when doing so, they can always submit the Commission infringement decision as evidence. It strikes me that all this may lead the CMA bringing more enforcement action against large international companies in the future. Yes, I think it could. The CMA may well have the appetite to open investigations into, say, the tech giants or big cross-border cartels. It could do this immediately post-Brexit, even where the Commission is already investigating. But it will depend on resource. This type of enforcement activity is discretionary, and the CMA will need to carefully set its priorities to make sure it can fulfil its statutory obligations to review both mergers and state aid. Which leads nicely on to our final topic for discussion. In relation to state aid, we would see a real difference in the event of a hard Brexit. The UK currently does not have a domestic state aid regime. Only the European Commission has jurisdiction to review state aid applications from the various member states. Post-Brexit, the UK government intends to establish a new UK-wide state aid regime. EU state aid rules will be adopted wholesale into the UK law, and the CMA will take on the job of state aid enforcer. But how will that work in practice? Well, that's a good question. The government intends that the procedure will be as similar to the current EU regime as possible, and the CMA will have the same powers of investigation and enforcement as the European Commission currently does. So it should all seem quite familiar, but overall I can see how some cases may become politically sensitive. The CMA will effectively be reviewing and potentially challenging government measures. So it will be very interesting to see how all that unfolds. That's all we're going to say today. We hope that you found this podcast useful. If we've whetted your appetite and you want to learn more about the impact of Brexit on antitrust or any other area, then please take a look at the Brexit publication section of our website. Thanks for listening and goodbye.